I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton, Doctor, your Habit Coach, and today I have the pleasure of hosting Kumar Bagrodia, neuroscientist and the founder of NeuroLeap and Arkini Photo Bio Life. In this episode, Kumar takes us on a journey exploring the conscious and unconscious choices we make, particularly in the realm of habits and addiction. With very interesting examples, he unravels the intricacies of self-regulating in the long term. So let's jump straight into this conversation. So let's say the wonderful, you know, color shirt you're wearing. All of us would have changed our color preferences, our dressing sense, our style, cut pattern between the age of, let's say, 10 to now, 40 or 50. Hmm. Did you actually have to consciously go in and say, hey, I don't like this color, but I'll have to wear it now? Or I'll go to a counselor and say, I'm afraid of this color. So now I have to wear yellow every day. Yeah, so, you know, counsel me for the next 50 sessions and make me... No. It was the experience that changed it. It's the experience. So probably what happened is you went in and saw a movie and you saw, you know, I don't know, Daniel Craig. Hmm. On screen, wearing a certain colored shirt or a certain cut-off suit. And you said, oh my God, that's the man, Mm. right? And you came out and in the mall was the exact same cut-off suit. And you went home and there was a magazine and some other model wearing the same thing, right? And it looked really good, right? So next day you went to the mall and you tried it and it looked good on you. And you came back home and... uh, you know, your mom or your wife or dad or sister, somebody said, oh, you're looking really smart, Ashton. And he said, great. So you got so many data points, which were all positive, that I'm doing this action and I'm being rewarded. Mm. Yeah, And it's all subliminal rewards, right? Nobody's giving you a Padma Shri for you know, dressing better, right? You went to work the next day. You came here to record a podcast and your producer said, today, Ashton, you're wearing a really smart suit. And you said, done. And that was it. It was set. It was set without that much effort. If the contrary would have happened, if you went home and everyone said, hey, you're looking like a joker, man. Mm -hmm. What is this? But you still persisted. Say, oh, I bought it. It's an expensive suit. Let me try it again. I'll go to work. And producer, you know, just burst out laughing. The entire team, like, Ashton, what's wrong with you? Like, what are you doing? Right? You would have just put that suit away, you know, given it away to somebody right? That entire experiment of change would have failed then and there, Mm. right? All without any conscious effort of change, without using the consciousness specially to change, without that, right? So what happens with consciousness? Whenever we try to go for habit change or behavior pattern change, we are relying on our mind to not filter and give that exact same messaging to the brain. Mm. But the mind is fickle, right? It doesn't give in easily. It's filtering. Am I making the right decision? You know, the self-talk is there. Self-talk is there. Half knowledge is there, right? So, oh, should I be following this diet or that? Should I be doing this or that, right? Um The other problem is the mind, like I said, is just maybe 1% to 5% of your mental activity. Mm. The brain, the subconscious is 95 to 99%. So you're clearly up against a way more powerful 
opponent, right? If you're just going the consciousness route. Correct. Let me give a last example here. I'm sure you know a lot of people who are chain smokers mm -hmm. or addicts. Most of these people who are lighting up a cigarette 10 or 20, 30, 40 times a day are educated, literate. They're very smart, accomplished people. They're lawyers, actors, business owners, chartered accountants, politicians, right? They're not people who don't know that smoking is bad for their health. Mm. They know that nicotine is bad. They know they could get cancer. They could get cardiovascular issues, so on and so forth, stroke, etc. It's there everywhere they go. It's on the cigarette pack as well. We've now replaced those text warnings with visuals, ghastly visuals. Why? Because the text, again, has to go through language and consciousness. The visual is immediately processed and it can be jarring for the subconscious. Mm. That's one of the reasons. But you're still not quitting. Why? Because the pattern in the brain responsible for addiction is way dysregulated. And we see this each time. 100% correlation. Mm. I'll have somebody coming with obesity because of an eating disorder or anxiety-based eating, mood-based eating, or a smoker or an alcoholic or somebody who's on marijuana or coke, etc. Each time, the addiction reward network is just out of whack. Hmm. So all we are doing is we're saying, hey, you know, you do you, right? We'll try and tell you to abstain as much as you can. But don't worry. Continue the self-talk. Continue the pep talk saying, I want to quit. It's good for me to quit. It's good for my family, blah, blah, blah. All of that good stuff. All we are going to be doing now is we are going to be mapping your brain in real time each time you come. And we will reward the brain at a fraction of a second when it's performing slightly better. So however bad your addiction reward network or anxiety network or mood network is, there will be glimmers of slightly better activity all the time. And we have to read it at a fraction of a second. And reward it at that moment. At that moment. So think about... So this is like Pavlov's dog. You're just like, I immediately yeah. you see something and immediately yeah. give a reward. All right. And mm. and the reward is to the subconscious, mm. which is why we are not having the person do any activity. Right. So you don't get a shot of sugar or anything like that. Nothing. It is something that is happening to the subconscious as a reward. Yeah. So it's not like you're told to meditate or focus because then what I'm rewarding mm. is your ability to focus in that moment in that perfect environment. That's ridiculous. I don't need that because your problem is not of the consciousness. You want to focus. You want to perform better in life. You want to quit smoking, right? You want to stay on your diet. So the consciousness is all sorted. Hmm. It's the subconscious, which is why we tell you not to do anything and just reward the subconscious, which is an audiovisual reward. Magically, almost, all we tell the client is, listen, try and earn more rewards. That's all. Hmm. So every time you hear this light, uh, sorry, hear this sound, and see this light means you've been rewarded. Mm. And the brain is hardwired for progress. We want progress at any cost, mm. which means we want that reward now. But what am I doing to earn that reward? Nothing. I'm not meditating. I'm not focusing. I'm just sitting relaxed. I'm letting the subconscious brain do whatever it's doing. And whenever it needs to be rewarded, it's rewarded. But the learning is not only at the time of reward. Even when the brain is not being rewarded, the brain is learning that why did I not, not get a get reward? Hmm. Which means this is not the activity that I want to do. 
for that pattern, for that network. Wow. So over a series of sessions, we'll keep raising the quantitative benchmark. Hmm. So let's take, for example, I'm just, you know, oversimplifying it. Let's say your brainwave pattern is at a level of X, which we see in your assessment report. And we need you to be at X plus 100%. Hmm. So from here on, it's just a numbers game for us. We say, okay, on day one, if you're at X plus 0.01%, any microsecond you're there, we'll reward it. And there'll always be activity, which is plus 0.1% or something. Hmm. And you'll get rewarded. Over a half an hour period, we will keep monitoring this in real time. And whenever we feel that your brain has got enough rewards at a certain easy benchmark, we'll raise the benchmark. Hmm. And we'll say, hey, let's go to X plus 5% now. And we'll tell you that we are raising the difficulty. That's all your subconscious needs to know. Oh, now things are going to get harder. So I was looking out for it. It's ready. It is ready to say, okay, I want to perform better. Hmm. The network will start performing better. Hmm each time. So over a series of sessions, we'll keep raising the bar. We'll ensure you reach that level of getting rewarded, a certain number of rewards in that many minutes. Then we raise the bar again, raise the bar again. So over a few weeks or months, we have actually allowed your brain to just create its own new pattern. We have not forced anything There is no magnetic wave going on, no electric current going in. And I'm totally against all of that, Mm. right? I mean, it's just an audiovisual signal. So the audiovisual signal is not doing anything. It's 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 not like a a bird tweeting or something. No, it's just a cue. The audiovisual Mm. is just a cue for you. You know, I mean, um, uh, you know, I have a, we'll play a a piano sound for you. You know, uh, I have a client who said, hey, you know, the piano is too calming for me. Mm. Uh, It makes me sleepy. Can you play a drum? So we said, great, we'll play the drum for you. Mm. So the, the sound is a material, huh. right? The light is just a light. Right. It's not that the color of the light or the frequency of the sound is changing your brain, nothing. Mm-hmm. It is the brain's ability, its own innate ability, one, to want progress. Mm. Two, the ability to self-regulate. Means it will start choosing things which are good for it in the long term. Because we've rewarded that activity. Mm. So most disorders are because of the brain's inability to self-regulate. Right. Right? Which is why we will not follow a diet, which is why we will cheat on a workout, which is why we will, you know, lose our temper, whatever it is, we are not able to regulate our own emotions, attitudes, behavior, patterns. So through all of this, we will pick network by network, depending on what symptom you have, and allow it to regulate itself better hmm. to a normal level. Hmm. So that's that's basically how it works. Insane. Okay, I need to try this immediately, but like <laughs> more after this podcast. Amazing. Kumar, where can people find you, uh, interact with you, have these discussions or take this, uh, what they've learned from this podcast forward? So as you said in the beginning, we, I run two organizations. One is Neuroleap. So my website's uh, neuroleap.science. And the second one for Arkani is arkaniphotobio.life. Please give us a shout. Happy to help you understand your brain better or help you, you know, power up your body with more uh, cellular energy. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Pleasure. Thanks a lot. Pleasure. 
If you enjoyed this episode, I want you to do two things. Share it with three people. One, and make sure that you're subscribed. We also have a YouTube channel called The Habit Coach Awesome 180. You can check out snippets there. You can also follow IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. And if you want to follow me, I am at Ashton Doc on Twitter, Instagram and everywhere else. You can also explore my books, One Habit a Day, The Book of Good Habits for Kids and Change Your Habits, Change Your Life. Or if you prefer online courses, they're all available on my website. I am Ashton Doctor, your habit coach.